You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's going on, everyone? Nick Filato of Big Blue View here to discuss what is going on in free agencies. Absolutely ridiculous, but I am not by myself. I am joined by the great Chris Flum here on Big Blue View Radio. Chris, how... How do you think free agency is going right now? Because I just feel like we're coming off of one of the most wild weeks in NFL history. We had Aaron Rodgers re-sign with the Packers. Russell Wilson traded. Carson Wentz traded to Washington. And then Khalil Mack traded to the Chargers. Amari Cooper traded to the Browns. And the weekend happened. And it's like, oh, the Vikings extended Kirk Cousins. That's all well and good. And then the next thing we hear, Tom Brady's coming out of retirement. My head exploded, Chris. Is your head still present? Um, It is only because I feel like we're just getting warmed up. Yeah, I, I think this is just the overture, the... The cannons haven't really gone off yet. The I think the fireworks are still coming with the NFL. Although I did kind of feel like as the news was unfolding today at the beginning of, I don't, it's not really legal tampering anymore. Is it the unofficial free agency, pre-free agency? Uh, I don't, I don't know what they're calling it. Whatever it is, I, I felt like we should be reading this news to we didn't start the fire because that's just kind of the feeling it has. It's just coming fast and it's just, yep, there's a name, you know, he's getting a lot of money. There's another name, you know, he's getting a lot of money. There's another guy, you know, but he's getting way more money than you thought he was going to. Yeah, the money is just flying around. And I guess we could probably start with the team that is just allocating so much money towards rebuilding their roster through free agency. And they did it last year, too. I think they were second in spending, and that is the Jacksonville Jags. And I think the first player we should probably touch on in terms of the Jags is Evan Ingram, because he signed a one-year, $9 million guaranteed, fully guaranteed deal with incentives that could get him $10 million. We realized he more than likely was not going to return to the New York Giants, but now he's down in Jacksonville. How do you think that marriage is going to work with Trevor Lawrence? You got Dougie P down there now as the head coach. Do you think Evan Ingram will fit in well there? Yeah, I think he will. I think that's going to be very interesting with Doug Peterson because he, yeah, his scheme, he's always liked tight ends. He's always loved to throw to them. Lord knows he's killed the Giants with it enough. Yeah. And I, I do like what he has done. You know, last time I was on with you, we talked about them retaining Cam Robinson for another year. Get Brandon Scherf. They're building up that offensive line. They're building around Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Lawrence was kind of the most hyped up quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Yeah. And I don't think it's hyperbole to say that, you know, he was fantastic at Clemson, even when he was down, when he had that down year, it was still a great year, but you know, the, the, the talent just wasn't there around him last year in Jacksonville. You know, it was kind of a mess there with urban Meyer and everything he both did and went through and put them through, which we did. I think we need a whole separate podcast to go over that. But now, you know, they're they're building that offensive lineup. They went and signed Evan Ingram. They're going to be getting Travis Etienne back, who, you know, I loved him coming out. And then they gave 
Christian Kirk, what, $18 million <laughs> per year? Um, wow. <laughs> wow is one way to say it, Chris. Yeah, Christian Kirk signed a four-year $72 million contract with the max value of $84 million. And this is somebody who I think he's a fine player. I think he's a good wide receiver too, but I did not expect him to break the bank like this. And I, if there's anything going on right now in the NFL that's collective, or I should say at least 31 teams are thinking it, is screw you, Jacksonville, because every team that has a big-time wide receiver is now going to have to pay that wide receiver this type of contract. It's a not, I'm sure a lot of teams are pissed off at the Jags at this moment. Yeah, but you know, they've got money to burn. That The Jaguars and the Dolphins both, they've got money to burn right now, and they're burning it. They absolutely are. They also signed... Brennan Sheriff, as you mentioned, which was, I would say, one of the best interior offensive linemen in the NFL. He was with Washington, drafted out of Iowa, I believe in the top 10. I think that was a 2015 draft. I don't have it in front of me at the moment. They also signed Foley Fatukasi to a three-year, $30 million deal. He's more of a two-down run-stuffing defensive lineman from the Jets. Honestly, he's always been one of my favorite underrated type of players, but doesn't have pass-rushing upside. And then Foye Oluwakan, this is a guy who is – I believe an Ivy leaguer three years, $45 million deal, 28 million fully guaranteed, man. And he's a nice player, but I didn't see that kind of contract for him either. It's just Jacksonville just back the Brinks truck up, man, because they're bringing everybody in to try and make this team, I guess, salvageable, you could say, and try to also get Trevor Lawrence back on track because it has not been necessarily all that great for Trevor Lawrence in that first season. Yeah, they they've got the quarterback they think they can believe in. They they think they can build around. So they do need to build around him. And you know, we talk a lot about you want to build through the draft, but if you've got the money to spend and you know, the league contract, the CBA, it these teams do have to spend a certain amount of money. There is a salary floor as well. So they needed to get basically above that floor and if you have an avenue to add talent to your roster you kind of have to take it yeah you definitely have to take it and we also saw the jets add an interior offensive line you had sheriff come off the board and then the jets went out and they signed lacken tomlinson he's somebody who was selected i believe in the back end of the first round a little while ago by the detroit lions didn't really live up to it went over to kyle shanahan in san francisco and then he kind of broke out out there, and now he made a solid contract here from the New York Jets trying to pull up the numbers as we speak. It is three years, $40 million with $27 million guaranteed. But I think the most interesting part about the Jets going out and kind of upgrading their offensive line and free agency, they also brought Connor McDermott back on a one-year contract, just re-signed him, is what does this do with the, with the draft? Because the Giants pick in the top five, and the Jags – a lot of people thought they were going to go offensive line. They bring back Ken Robinson on the franchise tag. The Jets, you add like in Tomlinson, you could still add a tackle, yes, but at the same time, you can still upgrade that defense. Do you think that the Giants have more of a chance to possibly land an Icky Iquanu or an Evan Neal at five now after the first day of free agency? Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. 
you can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. I, I would say they've got a better chance now than they did yesterday. Yeah, I, I don't think the Jags move really changes, moves the needle on them drafting an offensive lineman versus not drafting an offensive lineman. They probably could have gone either way just based on the, the, the relative ability of the offensive lineman and versus, uh, you know, the defensive lineman in this class, you know, is Evan Neal or Iki Iquanu a better offensive lineman than Aiden Hutchinson is a better defensive end edge. However, he works out to be in their defense. Yeah. I don't know. I think that's a coin flip. I, the way they are, how aggressive they are in building around Trevor Lawrence, I still kind of lean offensive line for the Jags. The Jets, they're definitely a they're definitely a wild card right now. A lot of it, I think, kind of comes down to how do they feel about Mackay Becton? You know, we we heard that there's some real frustrations with him in their facilities. So you know, maybe do they go out and get? Uh, Ekwanu, if he is there and think, you know, maybe we can transition him inside to play center. I mean, he, I don't think he ever, he's ever done it, but he has played inside a guard. He's certainly athletic enough to be a center. That would be one powerful mean center. Or do you have him at, you know, draft a guy like him and have him try to push Mikai Becton. And if Becton doesn't pan out, do you trade him or, you know, whatever, you know, the, I think that's a real wild card and it adds a lot of intrigue to the Giants pick there at five. It definitely adds intrigue. And I also, I just heard just from other podcasts that I listened to people around the league stuff on Twitter, that Jacksonville was real smitten with Aiden Hutchinson, like Aiden Hutchinson absolutely murdered that interview and they could use another edge rusher opposite of Josh Allen because Caleb on Chasen, who they drafted in the first round at LSU. I think he has like two sacks in the last like, two years since he's been in the NFL. He isn't living up to the bill of a first round pick. So it makes sense if they do want to go Aiden Hutchinson as well. I just think it's really interesting because I think no matter what, the Giants are going to be sitting there at five and they can get somebody who will significantly help the roster going forward can be a building block that can, whether that's Kayvon Thibodeau, Evan Neal, Iki Iquanu, Kyle Hamilton, Sauce Gardner, whoever it might be. I'm, I'm excited at the fact that the Giants have two of these top 10 picks. Although I will say this, Chris, I do wish this was last year's draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll say that if you want a silver lining, the state of the Giants roster, yeah, they would actually have to make an effort to not get a player with the fifth overall pick and the seventh overall pick who is not going to help them this year. They just have enough holes and the holes do kind of line up with the strengths of this draft, which is kind of nice. They almost can't not (laughs) get a contributor with these two top picks. 
the other thing that's kind of interesting to me is just how deep the edge and offensive line classes are in this draft where you could see the argument for waiting at either position or as we've seen a lot of drafts for the Giants go splitting the difference. So if Jacksonville and the Jets want to address the defense for up first, they can do that. There are great players at the top. And there's also going to be good players at the top of the second round on the offensive line, which, you know, vice versa, that holds true as well. Really good offensive linemen at the top. There's also going to be some damn good edge players, linebackers, uh, defensive backs at the top of the second round as well. So you know, there's just a ton of intrigue already playing out and nobody has ever has actually signed anything yet. I know. And it's kind of wild too, because the interior offensive line, the edge group, like you said, and some of the offensive tackles, you have names like Bernard Ryman and a couple of those other guys who were kind of climbing. They were like late, late round one conversation now is kind of what they're talked about. I don't know where the, where they will ultimately go, but I look at this draft, man, and I want more and more of those day two picks. That's kind of where I want I want to get more assets, more kicks at the can, if you will. And there's one player who could possibly be traded who is a New York Giant right now. Maybe he would warrant a day two pick, probably a third round pick, but that's James Bradbury. And we look around free agency right now. You see J.C. Jackson signing a five-year, $82.5 million deal with the Chargers. I feel like Bradbury was rumored to be a Charger, or at least the Chargers were interested in him because he – plays a lot of zone, and he's also just good cornerback who's going to be out of value. Carlton Davis went back to the Buccaneers, but I think there's still a good market out there for Bradbury, although a lot of some of these beat reporters suggest that it's looking like the Giants may actually cut or leaning towards cutting Bradbury. I hope that's not true. I really hope they can either lower his cap hit somehow, keep him for the year, or, which I don't really know if that's going to necessarily happen, or they can at least get a three and a five or even a three or at least a four and six for him. Yeah. I don't want to see the giants cut Bradbury. They, they have to shed his salary somehow just because, you know, yes, they're, I think about $7 million under the salary cap right now, but they've got that 12 and a half million dollar rookie pool. They have to take in, into consideration. They're, they're going to have an expensive rookie class. Yeah. It, comes down a little bit if they manage to trade back out of the top 10 but you know it, it it's still a lot of money to pay rookies that they need to basically take right off of the top of whatever salary cap space they create over the next few days or you know weeks however long it takes and trading James Bradbury you know helps to create that space he would almost single-handedly pay for their rookie class and get some kind of compensation you don't want to let a guy like that go for nothing. And with two of these free agent corners coming off the market, maybe that does help Bradbury. You know, maybe, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders, they've got salary cap room. They've got Patrick Graham. Maybe there's a deal to be worked out there. And also, you know, we've, we've heard rumors every which way. Yeah. I don't know that anybody knows what's going to happen with Saquon Barkley. That's another seven and a half million dollars of cap space the Giants could create. You know, they're with that one, they're going to have to figure out, you know, is that seven and a half million dollars worth more or less than whatever he can give us on the field next year? And also, do we want to 
extend him beyond next year? You know, do we want to tie ourselves to a running back for a long-term second contract? Because, you know, that hasn't really worked out around the NFL. Just, just ask the Dallas Cowboys and um, not having Amari Cooper anymore. Yeah, there's a lot of teams that are kind of wishing they didn't. I mean, look at the Carolina Panthers, too. As, as good as Christian McCaffrey is, he can't stay on the football field right now. It sucks because you want to see him out there because he's a really you know talented individual. But I, I'm not about re-signing Saquon Barkley to the deal that he his skill set will probably demand, which is market you know, topping the market. Uh, now, if he, I could entertain it possibly if he had a breakout year and he was willing, which I don't know why he would be willing to do this, to sign a lesser deal, like an Austin Eckler kind of deal, a team friendly deal. But why would he do that? If he, if there is another team, if the market, you know, suggests, hey, you can go out there and make bank, he's going to do what's best for him as he should. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I always come down on the side of the players just because, yeah, mm-hmm. their careers are short. They can be cut, told to take a pay cut or get cut like Blake Martinez and Sterling Shepard just had to do. They could get traded. They could, you know, anything can happen with the players. They have to take care of themselves first because, you know, teams are going to take care of their own interests first. And so it, it comes down to, you know, are, are you rooting for the man or the laundry? Yeah, I mean, he has to have the leverage, though. And exactly. that's why he has to play well this season if he is a giant this year. I mean, he could still be moved before the draft or even after the draft. We're just going to have to wait and see. But another unfortunate news, Chris, I hated <laughs> to see this. I was going to say, speaking of the <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Speaking of the Carolina Panthers, yes. Hassan Reddick to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I have an expletive put in parentheses in the notes right here because Hassan Reddick, for whatever reason, loves to just kill the New York Giants and dominate the New York Giants. This is somebody who was from the Philly area. He went to Temple. You know, he was uh, recruited by Matt Rule, I believe, was drafted by the Cardinals, an excellent senior bull that really helped him get drafted in the top 15 that season. I think it was 2017. And now he is going to face the Giants twice a year. How many sacks do you think he'll have in season one? And how many of those actually end up coming against the Giants in those two games? Oh, I don't I don't even want to think about that because I, I have been pulling, I've been vocal about the Giants going out and acquiring Hassan Reddick for a couple of years now, especially when he was, the, the Cardinals were very unsuccessfully trying to transition him to, to an off-ball linebacker role. And it's like, but he he can rush the passer. That's what he does. And then their hand finally gets forced and he explodes. Uh, he is, he was uh, Andrew Thomas's worst nightmare there on one game. And, and then he just continues to explode for Carolina. He was one of the best pass rushers in the NFL last year. And there's kind of that, uh, Elephant, uh, Jack, Sam Rusher. I'm not quite sure what they call it in Philly, but there's that role right there for him as that kind of fifth pass rusher to go across from Josh Sweat, another stupidly athletic pass rusher. And, oh, the the Giants have to get their offensive line fixed. That's all there is to it. (laughs) Reddick signed a three-year, $45 million deal that includes $30 million fully 
guaranteed. And uh, Josh Sweat, too. I love Josh Sweat coming out of Florida State. He just had so many injuries, and he's really starting to kind of come into his own. I'm curious if the Eagles are going to go out and trade Fletcher Cox. You hear a lot of kind of rumblings about that because he's another one who would be who is an absolute giant killer. But speaking of defensive linemen, Chris, talked about Foley Fatukasi. He's making $10 million a year. B.J. Hill, good old B.J. Hill. We all know him. We all love him. He's got a $10 million deal from the Cincinnati Bengals. That's $10 million a year. Go and get your bread. I'm happy for you. But what does this say about Dexter Lawrence and his fifth-year option, which is worth a little bit north of $10 million? Because I look at both of those players, and I like and respect both of those players, but I still see a higher ceiling and higher upside with Dexter Lawrence. What do you think? I think Lawrence could earn $10 million guaranteed payday. I would like to see him be just a little bit more consistent. You can, we can see him you know, really flash. He can be super disruptive, but sometimes he does kind of fall back on being, I am a ginormous defensive tackle. I'm going to try to outsize and out athlete you. And that doesn't work on a consistent basis at the NFL level, like it did in college. I'd still like to see him be more of a technician. Now, hopefully giants, new defensive line coach. He, he, I don't want to say he worked a miracle with Linval Joseph. Cause we knew what he, he was capable of, but yeah, he really fixed and polished his technique. He brought Daniil Hunter along, you know, when the Vikings drafted him and he was kind of an, an unpolished diamond in the rough. Yeah. Maybe he can really harness that potential and upside that you know, we've all seen with Dexter Lawrence, but just haven't seen consistently. So I could see the giants gambling on that fifth year option for him. I, again, it, it kind of comes down to the money. It always comes down to the money. And you're talking about Andre Patterson. Absolutely. The line coach. Yeah. He's, I mean, I love uh, Coach Chaos too, but I feel like we we the Giants got a, a really good defensive line coach to to replace him because he's now a Florida Gator. In terms of the money, that's where it gets tricky. I think there's definitely a team that will give Dexter Lawrence ten mil. I think in the right situation, he can be worth that. I don't know if it's with the New York Giants now. I think that there's definitely a conversation to pick up his fifth year option. I went on Twitter and and went back and forth with a bunch of people because. I said I didn't understand the hate because obviously it's not every giant fan that hates Dexter Lawrence, but I feel like there's a general sense that he's this two down run stuffer. And that's just so disingenuous. This is a guy who averaged like 47 snaps a game and he had what, like 48 pressures or 43 pressures or something like that. He just needs to finish more, be more, a little bit more consistent. I think all of those criticisms are fair, but people who are 340 pounds typically don't possess the type of athletic ability that he has. And he does have pretty darn unique athletic ability for his size. Yeah, uh, I would say it'd be almost unique, but then Jordan Davis happened. Yeah, and, you know, that's I'm still not convinced he's entirely human. But yeah, that just talking about Dexter Lawrence as you know his role in the defense, like he's a he is a a, a one gap penetrator. I know people look at him and see nose tackle, but he has never been a nose tackle. Yeah. Even at Clemson, he was always a five technique or a three technique. He was never their nose tackle. And just kind of the few times the Giants have tried him at nose tackle, it has gone poorly. He just he just doesn't have that that game where he can control gaps and stand up 
offensive lineman and let other guys do the work. He is, he is a guy who is best going forward, attacking that gap, using his size and power and explosiveness. But like you said, he just needs to finish. And I think that will come with becoming a more consistent technician. Yeah, I think he could be one of those two gapping guys if he if he wanted to be, but I feel like that would be a, a misuse of his skill set because he is so uniquely quick off the snap at that size with those long arms, with the bend in the lower half. Why not try to maximize that? But it all depends on the defense's philosophy. If you're in a much more aggressive Phil Snow type of defense where your guys are going to penetrate, then you're going to take advantage of that where... If you're a defense that likes to kind of sit back, read, and allow linebackers to make plays, you're probably not going to take advantage of that as much. Yeah, and I think it does come down to what Wink Martindale wants his defensive tackles to do. You know, we know he's super aggressive, but a lot of that aggression does come from the back end with, you know, really aggressive coverages and then getting after quarterbacks with blitzes. You know, I, I, I'm not sure anyone called zero blitz more than the Ravens did. And Brian you know, Flores. That, <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> okay, touche. But the you know that's still coming to the Giants this year. So you know, does he look at BJ Hill as that aggressive one gap penetrator, or do, does he want somebody who can control blockers and occupy linemen to create those open rushing lanes for his blitzes? Now, from what I've seen. I, I could see him wanting a little bit of both because he, he does like to use a lot of scheme to create his blitzes and create his rushing lanes. But having a guy who can control gaps and stuff is useful as well. This, I think, is, you know, we're kind of getting into theory crafting here, but we'll find which, out. Which we can do throughout the entire offseason. Myself right. and Chris will be having a lot of fun covering the New York Giants, covering free agency. And this is Big Blue View Radio, everybody. Myself, Nick Filato, Chris Flum, uh, we're very excited about free agency. We're very excited about everything the New York Giants are going to do, hopefully moving forward, although they're not huge players in this free agent market. But we're going to be signing off here, okay, for Big Blue View Radio. Please, everybody, subscribe, comment, rate, review, head on over to the site, click on our articles, read our articles, and hopefully enjoy our articles. Okay, everybody, you guys take care of yourselves, be well, and have a lovely day. Support for this podcast came from SAS. Data is everything. And now everything is data, which means more to process, more to analyze. And now more than ever, speed to answers matters. So how do you produce those answers as fast as the world produces data? With SAS VIA, the quickest way from a billion points of data to a point of view. It's a more productive data and AI platform that helps you get more done. Learn more today at sas.com slash VIYA. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on mom? <laughs> no. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.